Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. chapter 14. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you that we can sense your presence. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John chapter 16. Verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me <clears throat> you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I want to talk this morning from the thought, the peace that Christ gives the peace that Christ gives. Father, thank you for this preaching moment. Thank you for your word and the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you empty or void. It accomplishes all that you desire and you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. So thank you for sending your word to us this morning and thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives grant me a fresh anointing of your spirit so that I can minister this word under your anointing 
and communicate effectively what you want communicated to your people this morning. Be glorified. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The peace that Christ gives. Thank you, Father. Here in, in John chapter 14, verse 27, uh, Jesus tells his disciples that he is going, he's talking about leaving them. He's talking about his death, uh, his crucifixion, and this is resurrection and ascension into heaven. He's been with them uh, for these maybe two and a half to three years. And he's lived very closely with, with, with them, walked with them, talked with them, taught them. They've lived very closely with him. Uh, and now he's talking about or he's preparing them for the time that he will leave them. Of course, this all ties into this time of preparation, which is the Advent season. So as we look at these scriptures, we don't want to just look at the historical context and the past messages, but we want to hear what the Lord is saying to us today. So hear this in terms of what God is saying to us. So he's, he's talking to them and preparing them for the time that he will leave them. And, and as he talks about leaving, when you read, if you start in chapter 13, um, as he starts talking about this, um, and you read through chapter 16, even chapter 17. And of course, when Jesus was talking, his discourses were not divided into chapters. So he's in a discourse. He's talking to them. He's teaching them. He's counseling them. Uh, he is instructing them, preparing them for this time of his departure. But for our purposes, as the scriptures were written, they were broken up into chapters. So don't see this different chapters as Jesus ending this and then starting something else. It's all tied in together. All right. And, and so he says to them as he's, as he's preparing them and he knows that they have questions, that they have concerns. And some of them are worried. Some of them are worried. And he says to them, don't worry, basically. He says, peace, I leave with you. Now, before he says this, he talks about the counselor that the Father will send uh, a counselor, another counselor, another helper, paraclete in the, in the Greek. We know this. We've talked about this over and over again. But he says to them, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give. Then he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't worry about anything. Don't be afraid. Uh, you know, and then later on in this discourse, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, take heart, I have overcome the world. Don't be worried, don't be anxious about anything. I have overcome the world. And I'm giving you my peace, giving you my peace. 
So what is this peace that Christ gives and how can a person get it? Well, first of all, let's talk about what God's peace is not. What this peace is not. His peace is not the absence of trouble. Remember he says in the world, you're going to have trouble. Anybody ever experienced trouble while you're living in this world? Please pay attention from the youngest to the oldest. So it's not the absence of trouble. It's not the absence of conflict. This peace is not the absence of conflict in the world. It's not the absence of war. It is not. Consequently, for for those who are really looking for Christ to end all conflict (laughs) that is going on between nations, a conflict that goes on in communities, a conflict that goes on between different ethnic groups, or a conflict that may go on on your job or in your family. That will not happen until Satan, the prince of this world, the prince of the power of the air, and all his demons have been judged and cast into that lake of fire and brimstone. So it's not the absence of trouble. It's not. It's not the absence of the attacks of the enemy. It's not that. You know, we look at the world around us and we say, why, why, why don't people get it? Why can't we just live at peace with one another? (laughs) But we can't in this world because Satan is the prince of the power there. Satan is the God of this world. He rules, he, he, he rules in this world. He doesn't supersede God, but He's in the earth realm, prince of the power of the air. And as we've been studying in our Wednesday night studies, he is influencing nations. He's influencing communities, cities, towns, people, individuals. It's not. It's not. And, and if, you, if you recall, in Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 36, Jesus says, Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies, Jesus says, will be the members of his own household. That's, that's what Matthew records Jesus saying. Now, hold on. Walk with me in this. But it's important that we hear this because we are looking for peace in this world. Right? But Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace to this world. Didn't come. Okay. Yeah. So we see that 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 as long as Satan is the prince of the power of the air, and there there will be cosmic conflict going on in the atmosphere 
that is played out on earth between those who love God and are striving to obey God and advance the kingdom of God and those that are opposed to God. So a lot of the conflict that we're seeing is against those who are on God's side, those who love God, who want to do the will of God, and those who oppose God. Now, now, now right now, this ought to be speaking to us if, if we say that we're Christians and there's conflict in our homes and conflict in our families and everybody in our house is professing to be a Christian. All right. And I want you to hear Jesus clearly. I did not come to bring peace to the earth. I didn't come to bring peace to the earth. There will be wars. There will be rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes in diverse places. These things are going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so as long as Satan is the prince of the power of the air, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be conflict. And even... Listen, because I was, as I was preparing this, and when you're, when you're preparing a message, you're having conversations. <laughs> you're having a conversation with what you're hearing the Lord say and what the scripture says, and you're asking questions because you want to understand what the Lord is saying. So you hear the record, you read the record of the angels uh, when Jesus was born, and, and the Bible says that, 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 that they appeared in, to the shepherds, and after they revealed to the shepherds what was happened, the angels appeared and said, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men. But the rest of that says, on whom his favor rests. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. So this peace that the Lord gives is not to everybody. It's on those whom his favor rests. Yeah. So, so, so the words of the angels qualify for us who has the peace of God. We've got we to go further with this. But it's on those whom his favor rests. It's not to everybody in the world. It could be. It could be to everybody in the world. But everybody in the world would have to accept Jesus Christ and submit to Christ as Savior and, the, and Lord. Yeah. Now, when we look at the world, the world does place a priority on inner peace. And, and in the world, the world offers thousands of suggestions to those who seek peace of mind and soul. You can find untold number of books that are written about peace and how to find peace. And, you know, you go to this counselor, you go to that other counselor, and people are telling people how to find peace. And in this article I was reading, it said that usually the, the gurus of inner peace point to oneself as a source of peace, all right? Um, and there's a lot of talk about meditation, finding an inner light, 
and a, and a, a chakra, and a lot of this deals with witchcraft, okay? Uh, and if we need any help from, from outside of ourselves, worldly wisdom says it comes from a spirit guide. Now, you have to be, you have to be really attentive because you hear Christians talk about a spirit guide because they heard things and they, they tie a spirit to the Holy Spirit. And so you have to be really careful when you hear these things and pay attention to these things. Or then people tell you that you can use certain crystals and certain uh, herbs and what have you. But the problem with this kind of advice is that it obviously endorses witchcraft. And God hates witchcraft. He doesn't expect us to follow the astrology. I've preached about this over and over again. You shouldn't be talking about what sign are you born under. You should be wearing your birthstone ring, reading your horoscope, find out what's in the stars for you today. Shouldn't be doing that, not as a believer, not as a follower of Jesus Christ, because all of this is tied to the spirit world and not the guidance and submission to the spirit of almighty God. So the world tells you a lot about how to find peace, but, 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 but we don't need the peace or the kind of peace that the world offers. Remember, Jesus says, my peace I give you, not as the world gives. I'm not giving you a temporary peace. I'm not giving you a peace that's found just in yours. I'm giving you my peace. And the Bible has a lot to say about this peace that Jesus gives. As a matter of fact, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, calls Jesus the prince of peace. Okay? And in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, and Galatians chapter 6, verse 16, you might want to write these scriptures down so you can go back and read them again. Paul refers to the God of all peace. All right? And so, so, and in several other places, it, it, it deals with peace. So, so exactly what is this peace and, and how, how can we have it? How can we have this inner peace? Well, the word that, that's translated peace, that's often translated peace in the Bible, actually means to tie together as a whole. To tie together as a whole. When all essential parts are joined together, how does that relate to us? We're mind, body, and spirit. Okay? When we talk about the heart of man, we're dealing with the will, the affections, the emotions. All of the pieces tied together. Who ties all of these pieces together? The Lord Jesus Christ through his spirit in man as he comes to live in us. So inner peace then is a wholeness of mind and spirit, a whole heart at rest. Okay? All right? Are you following me? This peace that Christ gives to his followers is an inner tranquility or an inner calmness that comes as we connect to him and trust him as our Lord and as our Savior. The world can't give this peace because the world doesn't know Jesus as Savior and Lord. Yeah. 
So peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the presence of God. Peace is the presence of God in our lives. Not the absence of trouble. So when God resides through his spirit in us, the Lord's peace resides. You see, peace, according to Galatians 5 and 22, is, 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 is the fruit of the spirit. Or a fruit. We don't want to separate it. All of that's tied together. Okay? So when the God of all peace comes to live in a person, he begins to produce his own characteristics in that person's life. Peace. It's part of what he produces in us. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. You're not going to find it in the world. You're not going to find it in some book. You're not going to find it in transcendental meditation. You're not going to find it there. You're going to find it in me as my spirit lives in you. Now, now, now notice that in the context of our text, Jesus, as I said, is preparing the disciples for the time that he would no longer be with them physically. Uh, for them, this was their time of preparations. They were, as I said, were accustomed to his presence. All right. Uh, they were accustomed to him handling situations, things that they couldn't do. They were accustomed to Jesus being right there and taking care of the situation. He may have had to rebuke them, and he did a few times, but he handled the situation. They were accustomed to him teaching them the things that they did not know, explaining things to them that they didn't understand. However, he knows that his physical ministry on earth is about to end. Okay, Now they must step up to the plate. Can somebody say step up to the plate? When will believers step up to the plate? When? When will, 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 will those who are pew almost step up to the plate? Paul said the things, told Timothy, the things you've learned of me, teach them to faithful men so that they might teach others. So, so your teaching, what I teach you, is not to happen after the Lord has called me home, but your teaching should be to, to others should be going on right now. In your own houses, with your own family, with your own extended family. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Step up to the Somebody say step up to the plate. You know, you know, and you can't wait until you're 35 to step up to the plate. If you're 16 and you know Jesus, you should step up to the plate. Amen? If you're 13 and you know Jesus, you should step up to the plate. You may not be able to teach what I can teach, but you can teach what you know. But you got to know what you know, which means you got to study. Amen. Amen. You got to study. You have to study. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but you, 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 you have to know what you know so that you step up to the plate at whatever level you are in the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He's preparing them to step up to the plate and continue this ministry that he has began. Hallelujah. And all along, he had been preparing them. As he, as he, from the time that he called them, he'd been preparing them for what was to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, this is the context in which he's teaching them. And as I said, in a similar context, he's preparing disciples today. 
to continue this ministry. Okay. Consequently, we cannot be lulled into complacency by the things of this world. We can't be. You know, and at, at a time of year where the focus of the world is on the celebration of the birth of Christ, we cannot be so caught up in what the world has said Christmas is all about that we miss the opportunity to be strengthened and to be used by God to really communicate the message of this season. And I believe that as we as we're strengthened in this season, that strength will carry us through by the power of the Holy Ghost throughout the rest of the year. But we can't afford, you know, that, 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 this is not the time for us to take a siesta. It's not. It's not the time. It's not the time for us to, a, a time of, of repose from the things of God. No, it's not. It's not the time uh, 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 for us to just take a rest and, and back away from the message of Christ so we can enjoy our family and friends at Christmas. There's never a time for the believer to do this. Christmas or no other time. There's never a time because we are constantly on the job. And if Satan is constantly on the job, we should be constantly on the job. Satan is constantly stealing, killing, and destroying, and we should be constantly on the job. You don't. You're in battle. A soldier that's in battle is always prepared because he never knows exactly when the enemy is going to attack. You're on the battlefield. You don't go to the bar and get drunk. Because the enemy may attack at the bar. Kill you and those who are in the bar with you. You're in the foxhole. You're in the middle of battle. You don't go to sleep. Don't take a repose. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was ever a time for believers to be vigilant, in our relationship with Jesus Christ, in the spreading of the gospel message, it is this time. It is, a, it is this time of discontent. Pay attention to what's going on in the world. This time of discontent, this time of inner turmoil. Uh, even, you know, we talk a lot about that holidays and that Christmas time when, when people are accustomed to getting together with family. There are a lot of people that are lonely. There are a lot of people that, 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 that are feeling lost, that are feeling hopeless and helpless. This is the time to proclaim Jesus. This is the time to help people, appoint people to the one who gives inner peace. So it's good to console people, but how are you consoling them? What are you telling them as you console them? We want to point them to Jesus. Anyway, so, 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 so what does Jesus tell his disciples about this peace that he gives? Well, l listen, Jesus says in chapter 16, verse 33 of John, he says, these things I've spoken to you that in me you will have peace. This peace that he offers, then he says it's only going to come only going to come in him. 
Is that what it says? He says, in me, you will have peace. Okay, all right. Remember, this peace, as we said, is not the absence of trouble. It's the presence of God. To receive this peace, a person must be in God, in Jesus. To receive it, it comes only in Jesus. Doesn't come from Buddha. Doesn't come from Hare Krishna. It doesn't come from, from Oprah. It doesn't come from Dr. Phil. It doesn't come from your therapist. Sounds like I went really, I'm high in my volume up here. I don't know how I sound out there. Yeah, just, just a tad bit down for me. Just a tad. It comes from being in Christ. These things I've spoken to you so that, that in me, you will have peace. This is talking about position. He's talking about being positioned in him. Positioning. Can someone say positioning? So my peace comes from my positioning, and my positioning is to be in Christ. And when you think about this, one of the points, I believe it's in this for, the, for our Wednesday night Bible study, one of the points of the lesson will talk about how Satan, one of his strategies is to stop unbelievers from getting saved, to hinder salvation. Think about this now. The devil doesn't want you to have peace. He doesn't want you to be in position so you can have peace. So then for the unbeliever, for the person that's not saved, Satan works diligently to keep that person from getting saved so that they will never be in a position to have peace. They may have what the world offers, but it won't be peace. The Apostle Paul said, I've learned that whatever state I'm in, that with to be content. I've learned that whatever state I'm in to have peace, content. People in the world are not content, and if you're not careful, you'll get discontent. They always want more. They always want more. And if we're not careful as believers, we will always want more. We won't be content. And when you're not content, you don't have peace. You got 10 pairs of shoes, you want 11. Your closet already full, you got to have something new. You're not content. You go into you go into an event. You got to have something new because the, everybody saw whatever else you had on your body was covered and looked good on you. But you're not content. You don't have peace. You have peace. Discontentment. Discontentment. So Satan works hard to keep the unbeliever from getting in position. Once we're in position, Satan will work diligently against us to get us out of position. You think just because you got saved, the, the devil was going to leave you alone? He doesn't leave us alone. He doesn't leave us alone. Amen? He works against us. He's very shrewd. He's diabolical. He works to keep uh, us as believers, to, to, to knock us out, out of position, to get us off track. Jesus said, be watchful. Well, Peter said, be watchful. Be sober. Your adversary prowls around 
like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wasn't speaking to unbelievers. He was speaking to believers. The enemy is prowling around looking for that person who's distracted. Looking for that person who's discontent. He wants you out of position. Jesus said, in me, you have peace. So we can't get out of position. Out of position in Christ, when we're out of position in Christ, we never win. We never win. When we're out of our position in Christ, we don't have the peace of God. And without the peace that Christ offers, we become more and more overwhelmed. There's a downward spiral. We become more and more frustrated. We become more and more fearful. We become more and more troubled. And, and rather than that upward focus to God, we have an inward focus. We start focusing in on ourselves and what we're going through. Why am I going through so much? Jesus already told you, in the world you're going to have tribulation. Didn't you hear what he said? Ask your neighbor, didn't you hear what he said? Did you read that? I mean, he said, I'm telling you these things. I'm getting, yeah. So in me, it's in me that you're going to have peace. Don't allow the devil to knock you off track. Don't allow him to push you out of position or to influence you to step out of position. Don't do things that's out of character to you as a born-again believer. Out of position means you acting out of character. Are you listening? So that when you, so that wherever you are, you don't act out of character. You, you can't, you can't be a Christian in the church, in the sanctuary, in the temple, and then go to the nightclub. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but what business do you have in the nightclub? You're not witnessing the people. That's right. Thank you, Sound. Sound said amen. <laughs> Sound put a period on that. <laughs> people disagree. People say, oh, we, 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 we got to have a life. Your life is in Christ. Your life is hidden with, with, with God, with Christ in God, or with God in Christ. That's your life. Your joy comes in doing the will of God. Amen. And if you don't have peace in doing the will of God, if you have to have all of these other things that don't glorify Christ, you're out of position. And you don't have the peace of God. People, people don't, people... <laughs> Sanctified people, tongue-speaking people sometimes don't recognize that. Well, we got to identify with the world. Paul says I became, I was thinking about, you know, I was looking at, you will never see me in the pulpit with torn up jeans because I am not spending my money on torn up clothes. Let me, Lord, help me stay on track here. I am not spending good earned money with torn jeans. I'm not doing that. I don't care if I never connect with folk. But, you know, people want to be popular. People want to be, want, and I was looking at this, I was on Facebook. Sometimes I'll scroll through. I ain't got time to read it. But, and, I, and I, I would, you know, and I was seeing this 
this person that's in the pulpit with his torn jeans and shirt out of his pants, it's okay. That's him. That's him. But we have to be careful that we don't get distracted by trying to be like the world. Because the further and further we move away from Christ in every generation, further and further those, that generation moves away from Christ. And if the, if, the, if the trumpeter makes an uncertain sound, how will the troops know to prepare for battle? And so as, as maybe irrelevant to a younger generation because of the way I dress, I am. I'm not changing the way I dress. I'm not going to do that. No, because you shouldn't be looking at my dress. You should be hearing my teaching. If I don't judge you because of your torn up jeans, and you never hear me judge you because you're, I just said I'm not wearing it. You can wear torn up jeans in here if you want to. You wear them anyway. <laughs> Come on to the house of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Uh, hear the word of the Lord. I don't condemn people, men with their earrings in their ears. I got past that. I said what the Bible says. So come on to the house of the Lord. I don't agree with people guns, but people gonna have guns. I'm not gonna condemn you because some folk up in here got guns. So you know, I'm not gonna condemn you. You feel like you need that, but now, when you feel like you need to commit adultery. when you feel like you need to steal, when you feel like you need to do things that are ungodly, there's a difference. What you have to be careful about is that you don't allow the world to knock you off track, to get you out of position, okay? So your earring is not getting you out of position. Your torn up jeans is not getting you out of position. When you move out of Christ, when you start acting and your behavior is causing you to act out of character, the character that is a Christian character, the character that is that the Holy Spirit produces in you, when your character is no longer holy, The devil has gotten you off track. And when you're off track, you can't have the Lord's peace. Jesus said, in me, in me, I've spoken these things to you that in me, you may have peace. We got to stay in Christ. We got to stay in Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Whenever we sin, we're out of position. Secondly, and I'm going to be finished. Secondly, Jesus said, I've spoken these things. I have taught you these things. I've told you these things that in me you may have peace. So being in Christ is about positioning. And in being positioned in Christ comes knowledge. There are things that we know. Amen? So I'm just not in Christ and separated from his word. In Christ, I am growing in his word. 
In Christ, I am listening to what he has told me. There are a lot of voices out here. Amen. There are a lot of voices. What is the Lord saying? How do you discern the voice of the Lord from the voice of all of these others that are out here speaking? I asked our adult class to study those words, relativism, subjectivism, existentialism, rationalism, and all those, those uh, different philosophical words that have come up that, are, that Satan uses to pull people away from God. Because we need to know this. We need to be able to discern these voices that are in the world that are speaking. Jesus didn't say that these voices were going to give you peace. He said, I've spoken these things to you. I have told you these things. I've instructed you in these things. Now, now of course, for us, yes, it's what Jesus taught in this discourse, but it's what he taught in the word also. We have the word of God so that as we study the word of God, then these things bring peace in our lives. We know what God wants us to know. We know how to deal with the enemy. We know how to fast. We know how to pray. Amen. We, 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 we know the experience of the, of the hatred that we will experience in this world. Amen. That will come along uh, with us being a part of Jesus Christ. In the positioning comes a knowing, a knowledge. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3 and 18, grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The early church, when we look at uh, the church uh, on the day of Pentecost and thereafter, the Bible says that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship. They continued in the teaching. They weren't, the, the world was attacking them. They were not absent from worldly conflict, but the peace of God rested in their hearts. How do I know the peace of God rested in their heart? Well, I, re I read about Stephen. Anybody read about Stephen? And Stephen is standing before these people and he's talking about Jesus and he's preaching Jesus. And they, 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 when he called them, you stiff-necked and, and, and uncircumcised in heart of mind, heart and mind, you always reject the Holy Ghost. And they, they got angry with him and they start stoning him to death. Peace rested in Stephen. The Bible didn't say it, but he looked up toward heaven. He remembered Jesus, and he looked up toward heaven and gave glory. That's peace. He died in peace. He wasn't separated from worldly conflict. Jesus died in peace. Oh, yeah, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But he resigned himself and said, nevertheless, not my will, thy will be done. He went to the cross and he died in peace. Oh my God. For us, our peace is directly tied to Jesus and tied to what he has taught us. In the world, we will have tribulation. In the world, we will have trouble. We don't want it, but the Bible says we're going to have it. But we know it. We know it. We know it. We know that these things will be. 
So we shouldn't get so disturbed. These things will be. You say, but Pastor, we're human. We can't help but get disturbed. I said, don't get so disturbed. I just said, don't get disturbed. I qualified it. But we are human. And when things happen, it tends to kind of stir us up. But then we step back and we realize, Jesus said, these things will be. And the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into divers' trials. When the last time you counted it joy when you fell into divers' trials? There's a purpose in your trial. Amen? There's a purpose in your testing. Amen? It's going to produce something good in your life as you submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. As his peace that passes all understanding keeps your heart and your mind. Trouble is not going to kill you. Trouble is going to do something good for you. And if it kills you, if the Lord allows you to die in the midst of what you're going through, your life is already hidden with Christ in God. So you're okay. Can somebody say, I'm okay? The peace of God. The peace of God. Many times I think about saints who died in peace. That peace didn't start one minute before death. That peace ruled the hearts, ruled their being. The presence of God was with them. Even though in the world they had tribulation, their bodies may have been racked with pain, things may not have been going right in their family, they may have been suffering poverty, but in their lives, they had peace. So peace doesn't come, it didn't come to them at the last minute. So we live in the peace of God. So Jesus said, these things are spoken unto you. Yeah. So that in me, you may have peace. He's preparing us to live in this life, in this season that we're living in. Not only do we need peace, the world needs peace. But who are the ones who are to take this message of peace to the world? Who are the ones? It's difficult for you to talk about peace when your life is all full of turmoil. And you haven't reconciled the fact that Jesus said these things would be. They will be. So how do you deal with them? Peace. His peace. We can't understand it. We're not supposed to understand it. We're just supposed to receive it and live in it. I've spoken these things unto you so that you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have trouble. But take heart. Can somebody take heart this morning? Is somebody encouraged this morning? I mean, things are going wrong all around, but you're encouraged. You know who's in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we, we tell us, we say things to people, and it may sound like we are just repeating things that we heard, but we know who's in control. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Jesus said, I'm going to finish this. John chapter 14, verse 1. Why are you worried about all of these things? 
you believe in God, believe also in me. Tired of all of this is in the discourse. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. So don't be troubled. Take heart. Be encouraged. I've overcome the world. I've overcome. Jesus overcame. Guess what? I'm an overcomer. You are an overcomer. So you might get shaken when trouble comes, but guess what? You are an overcomer. These things have come to pass. <sighs> Ooh, they have come and they're going to pass. Have peace. Don't let the devil knock you out of position. Stay in your position. Stay in the word of the Lord. Continue to hear what the Lord says. Continue to go back to the word. Every attack of the enemy, go back to the word. Every attack on your body, go back to the word. Every conflict in your family, go back to the word. Every conflict on your job, go back to the word. Hear what the Lord said. These things are going to be, don't get so discouraged. You walking around, you got to take all of these nerve medicines. The only nerve medicine some people need is Jesus. Some people may have a chemical imbalance. Most people got a spiritual imbalance. Amen. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void. It will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you. You're the almighty God in you. Your presence in our lives produces your peace. Thank you, Lord. Help us to stay in the right position. Help us to always remember what you've taught us so that when the devil comes to disturb our peace, we would do like Jesus did and say, it is written. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your example. Thank you for your example. Hallelujah. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. If you are here this morning and or you're listening to us online, may not necessarily be anybody in the sanctuary this morning, but if you're listening to us online, think about this message. Jesus says, I've spoken these things. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. If your life is filled with turmoil, confusion, upset, conflict, you're upset, upset about what you see in the world and, and all of these things that are happening in the world and you're saying, I just don't know what to do. Actually, there's nothing you can do with the situation in the world because you don't have the power to do that. What the Lord wants you to see is that this conflict that's in this world and it may be affecting your life is going to go on 
as long as Satan is the prince of the power of the air. But there is a place of safety. That place is in Jesus Christ. I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. If you are not in Christ today, if Jesus is not your Savior and not your Lord, he wants you to know he died for you. He gave his life. He satisfied God's law that says the soul of the person who sins must die. That's the law of God that can't be revoked. But what God did, he sent Jesus into this world, the righteous one, the anointed one, the chosen one, the appointed one, in whom no sin dwelt because he is God come in flesh. Jesus gave his life on the cross for you to satisfy what the law required on your behalf. That's what Jesus did. So that in him, you could be reconciled to God. And in that reconciliation, you come to a place of peace. His peace lives in you because his spirit lives in you. And he produces God's peace in your life. If you want Jesus to come into your life, if you really want him, it is a decision of your will. Yes, I'm going to ask you right now, will you accept Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross for your sins? If you say yes, it must be because that's what you will. You want to be saved. You will to be saved. The Lord will hear your cry and the Lord will save you. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons and daughters of God. You believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. A decision of your will, not mine. So if so, that's your will, will you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that God raised you from the dead so that I could be saved, so that I can have life in you. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. Come into my life. Save me from my sin. I receive you now as my Savior and my Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise 
at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.